podcast, we have Miss Donna Johnson. She has been in nursing and medicine since 1993. She suffers from rheumatoid arthritis and many fractures from a bad car accident. She has been medicating with cannabis since that time. Donna received her associate's degree and a bachelor's in nursing from Southwestern OSU and her master's in science from OU. In 2017, she became very ill and lost about 100 pounds and most of her teeth due to a bone infection. So what does Donna do? She heads off to Colorado where she learned about concentrates. That's when the real healing began. Welcome, Donna. Thank you for having me. Thank you, thank you for for joining us and uh, going over your journey, personal journey. Uh, yeah, thanks for being on the show, Donna. Um, if you kind of want to just pick up where James left off there, so um, started. So did you start medicating um, after the car wreck in '93, or was it after the bone infection in eight, 2017? Okay, so it was really. Um, it was like when I just got out of high school so I was like 18 <clears throat> and that was more of course recreational and then but yes then when I had my car wreck um, and had so many problems and then I couldn't take pain medicine so because it didn't matter what they gave me I was allergic to it like sickly deathly end up in the hospital allergic so I it was like well this is an issue and nobody around me was open to it but that's because I just smoked and nobody ever knew so I just of course continued that so I made it all the way through all my jobs and schooling and only got caught a few times with drug tests that you know it did cost me a job or whatever um but it never stopped me and that was the only thing I could use over all those years but then so hopefully it was going to be legal here and life's all good and whatever. Um, and then I get really sick. And then the, when I got sick, <laughs> I lost my ability to taste it or enjoy it. Like it just tasted like I was licking an ashtray. So you forgot that uh, you, you lost your ability to taste? Is what yeah, pretty much. I tasted nothing. Yes. But oh, that was just wretched <laughs> to me. I couldn't stand the... And so being that I had done it my whole life, my husband was a smoker, like we met because I bought weed from him. That was a big issue for me because then I was stuck with nothing to help me. Yeah. Right. And I mean, especially no way to enjoy what was helping you. Yeah, what I'd always enjoyed my whole life, riding dirty, doing whatever, doing my deals with my group of safe friends. But... Yeah, and so, and because I had to be especially careful because of the licensure that I had, yeah. um, it was an issue. So, my husband's in the oil field, and he traveled around and ended up bringing home stuff from Colorado. Try this. Nope, can't taste it. Try this. And he went to North Dakota on a job and then came back and brought concentrates and said, okay, try this. Let me show you how you do this. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> So, and I was like, yes, this is it. I can taste it. Like, I can finally taste it again. So it became enjoyable again. And then, of course, it was much more potent. And then I learned, holy cow, like, this is something I'm dealing with something totally different. Right. So, so actually using the concentrates kind of, I guess, opened you up to 
the the more of the medicating side of it and the educational side as to what was in what you were smoking and why it was affecting you the way it was. Right. It was more than me just saying, oh, yeah, I smoked weed for 30 years and that shit works great. It was more of, no, wait, I can tell you how this works. Like, I smoke this one in the morning before I go to work. When I come home from lunch, I smoke this one. And when I get home from work, I smoke this one. And before I go to bed, I smoke this one. And if I just want to have fun, I smoke this one. Right. Started to really see the science and be able to tie it in your to your day-to-day activities, which helped you medicate, obviously, stay functional for the job, you know, so on and so forth. So you were allergic to any kind of opiates, and you were using this as your pain management. Yeah, that's what I've been doing all along, not realizing entirely what I was doing with it. You know, I mean, helpful certain things you got were more helpful, you know, because it was always, well, you know, it was brickweed. It was different Um, until I met Jason, and then I got some different stuff way better far more medicinal and i would guess that would be my first kind bud but that was so hard to right gotcha okay so but then i lost and then it was just then i was all right so uh let's let's go back all right kind of where i got confused there so you were using cannabis for your rheumatoid arthritis uh, and then we had jumped to the the accident and so that's where i got confused there so all along this time you have been using that for your arthritis issues and all that in lieu of any type of medication because you were in fact allergic to that and how did you how did you become aware that you were allergic to that i mean it's just something that because it didn't matter what they gave me i would just get sicker and sicker and sicker until i ended up in the hospital for a couple days and then they would try something else and try something else and then the few things i hadn't tried when i gave when i had my kid um, the epidural didn't work, and so, you know, if you've ever been in a delivery room, sometimes words are thrown. But anyway, so they gave me some medicine, and I had an allergic reaction to that. And so they gave me something else, I had another allergic reaction. So it was just it seemed to be a comedy of errors. So While giving I birth? Was, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you are a trooper. That's not, that doesn't sound like a... So, so and, and I guess... When, when you kind of finally had your moment that you kind of started realizing that you were medicating with this, was there, did you find certain, you know, you had mentioned turpins and did you find any certain turpins or any certain strains that really kind of talked to your body and those issues that you were having? Um, well, that's really difficult because it was often difficult to find the same thing over and over again. Right. So then it became out to me about what it smelled like and if I knew what it smelled like I knew what it was gonna how it was gonna make me feel okay right so which is you know so, and then, different from what we have right and different from what we have now with it being someplace that you can actually go in and talk with a bud tender or talk with the dispensary owner about turp profiles you were for you know for lack of better words you were just kind of getting whatever jason could find at the time and that's what you had to go with hope it worked hope you know you could kind of taste it but that's kind of what i see about the difference in your story too is once 788 came around is you were really able to pour on the knowledge and really dial in on what you were medicating with yeah 
Well, and then it wasn't a joke to all the people that I've always been a joke to in my life for the last 30 years. I was like, yeah, that was just a sounder. I'd be like, yeah, well, but I have a master's degree and I have a nurse practitioner degree. And, you know, I saved your life in the ER. Like, don't don't judge me just because I smoke a little weed. Yeah. Like, so yeah. there's more to it than what you think. Well, yeah, but they, they de- definitely. And then realize that I could help people because now it was legal. I could say, okay, I want you to go in and ask for this. I want you to keep a notebook and do this. I want you to try this. Right. And that's a perfect way because you're coming from it at that educated level of things to help other people understand that it, it is a little bit different than modern medicine, you know, and, and there is, a, like you said, you know, you were using your nose, you were using all these other senses to really be aware of the medicine that worked with your body. And that's important for uh, non-cannabis users or, or uh, people that are uneducated about uh, this uh, beautiful plant, beautiful medicine, is that it's not just a simple like we've talked about before it's not just a a simple dosage you actually have to use your entire senses sometimes to find the correct right medicine and that's what i find intriguing about your story is that you were you were kind of really rooted in your medicine you weren't able to use some of those natural senses that we would use you were you were kind of having to dig around as far as what you were using um right and and to me i that that's what I find great about your story and so telling about the benefits and how lucky we are here in Oklahoma with 788 is it takes that guessing game that you were actually on the other side of. It takes it away. You can go in and talk to someone about your medicine, about those concentrates, what you know, cannabinoids they're high in. It's It takes that guessing game out of it. Um, and that's what I love for people like you because, you know, as you're losing senses and things like that, it gives you that TERP profile, those lab readings, you know, something to go off of on how to medicate your body. And especially being someone with a medical background, I can't imagine how well you can use turpins and things like that to help and cannabinoids to help your patients. You have a little bit more understanding of how this kind of plant interacts with the body and the synergy that it creates. Um, So I kind of feel like that whenever you kind of had that light bulb moment of knowing what those turpins and things like that did, I assume that it probably spoke more volumes to you than it does most people. Yes. Yes. And then learning about the whole thing, CBD and the full effect of what full spectrum medicine actually did for the body. And then learning about RSO and how RSO works and the true benefit of RSO. And then I thought, you know what? I can cure my rheumatoid arthritis. Like, I can figure out how to make this work and how to do all this. And then, so I just incorporated it more and more into my practice. RA is not something that that comes and goes so i i see a lot of patients actually that look to cannabis um for ra because they know that it is something they'll have to medicate for for the rest of their life so hearing that definitely brings me a lot of hope for some of my patients um now on the rso end where is it something that you were using it around the clock when you used it or were you just taking like a nightly kind of a maintenance dose to go to bed well, I was buying a one-to-one CBD THC 
mixture that was stronger with the CBD that I used during the day. And then, and I just took a dose before work and then I'd use the straight one that wasn't one-to-one at night. Right. So go with that heavier dosage in the evening. Right. Yeah, I just use it when I have it. (laughs) So you're not, you're not currently able to do that every day now you're not able to make no but i smoke hash rosin and i smoke flour and we grow our own flour okay i wear patches and i mean i'm very fortunate doing the job that i do because i make a good living this is actually the worst paying job i've had in 20 years but that's besides the point um my boss doesn't care about my cannabis use at all so and you it sounds like you're helping a lot of people too so it's rewarding yeah and i go down to earth like i wore my hand shirt that's like got owls and mushrooms and junk on it with jeans today <laughs> that's some fun today i like your style yeah <laughs> m- m- mushroom like, thursday the the, the cannon nurse is in <laughs> yeah I'm comfortable I want that nurse. Right? <laughs> do you make house calls? <laughs> yeah, I do make house calls, matter of fact. So now, and, and I guess I was a little confused kind of early on now, was was the bone infection, was it a result of the car accident? No, so the car okay. accident was in... No. 93. Right. I just didn't know if maybe there were, you know, complications sometimes, you know, with calcium deposits, things like that. Um, so the bone infection came came along. You lost your, your, your taste. You found concentrates. And now you're on, on a mission to help other people. And you're, you're able to do this now. So what do you do tomorrow? Well, I mean, I still have a lot to learn. Right. Um, Don't we all? But my goal is to have a not-for-profit RSO company. I'm not sure how to make that work yet, obviously. Um, That, you know, I think growers and stuff don't have to pay to waste their trim. They can, like, pay to waste it to me. Right. Uh, I mean, I know a lot of them process it and blah, 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 but there are a lot of other things you can use to make RSOs and just trim you can process. So... Um, because you can use it for more than just cancer and stuff. Like, Raina talked to you about the autistic kid. That's my patient. Right. And so was at what? And was nonverbal, right? He was shuffling on his feet. He was nonverbal. He was like a walking vegetable. Mm. He laid bed and freaking moaned. And I was like, holy shit. What, what in the hell is this? And so the mom started telling me because it was a new patient to me. And I was just like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. Like, cause this is a lot of medicine and this kid is a mess. Like it's a high health risk and a lot of work and you, you know? So I was like, whew. And then she was like, but we believe in alternative treatments. That's why we moved to Oklahoma. And I was like, oh, right on. I was like, okay, cannabis. And she's like, yes. I'm like, okay, we can do this. You guys were destined to find each other. And I, that's, that's what I, that's what I really like about your story is that it's these paths that to me kind of almost are meant to cross. And, you know, 
obviously for mom and dad and obviously for the boy, but for you too, because I know that those moments have to relight that fire that just keeps you wanting to spread, you know, education about this plant. And, you know, we've said it on here a million times. It's not always the cure, but it can be a third option for someone, you know, that didn't know. And for you, it wasn't, it was your only option. You know, you were someone that couldn't use modern medicine. Right. So it's really weird because considering I, oh no, considering that was my job was to prescribe medications for a living and see patients and I just couldn't take any of them and it was a little unfair and uh, you know, it was just hard. And so I do acupuncture. So, because that's real beneficial. So I hope to go to school for that. Like I just, so I prescribed pills and done ER and done hospitalist work. But once I got into family practice, I learned like of the long-term medication of what I didn't see from the side of work that I had already done for the first half of my career. I saw the other side. Mm Mm-hmm. And like devastated. The dark side. (laughs) The sad side. Yeah. But the dark side of medicine, which is why my Instagram name is Disheartened, APRN, because I was pretty disheartened with healthcare in general. And then when my health failed, like not only was it the tooth thing, but then I got foot drop. I woke up one day and I like fell to the floor, like my leg didn't work. And I knew what was wrong once I got up and checked myself out. And then I was like, wow, I have back pain. Like, what is the deal? So then I found a whole host of other medical problems. And that's where acupuncture fixed me. Wow. Foot drop is new and it's not fixable. Acupuncture fixed my foot drop. Hmm. Like it's here. That's awesome. Well, and, and you also, you, I know that you couldn't take the opioids, but you have also used cannabis and alternative medicines not to come off of opioids, but to come off of other medications as well, correct? Oh, yeah. I got off, I got off sleeping medicine. And I've weaned down on, uh, my neighbor is on his freaking lawnmower, so I don't know how loud that is. Like, why he decided to mow his lawn right now? <laughs> no worries. It's okay. We can't. It's fine. Can't hear it. No, go ahead. You're fine. Okay. Oh, now I lost my uh, you, you were coming off the, the, you had came off several other medications? Oh, yeah. So I had like 16 medications and I only take seven now. I was on several other rheumatoid meds and I got off of those. So I'm just down to three. That's Um, good. How long did that take? I take reflux medicine now. I only take them as I need them. How long would you think think that it took you to get off of that many meds? Oh, it didn't take me long. It took me about six months. Six months. <laughs> She's a go-getter. I can hear it in her voice. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, when you, whenever you get, whenever you have something and you've got to, and it depends, and your life depends on it, and your well-being and quality of life, man, nothing really gets in the way of that. It's right. hard to get in the it's way. It's hard of to it. put that you fire. You get cloudy out. still, but man, it is, but. As my whole life, my whole being is about caring for other people and being compassionate and saving lives in multiple ways. Mm-hmm. This was just more way that I could like help people. So I helped myself so I could figure out another way to help people in a safe way. Paying it forward. 
Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That, that's great. I mean, just coming on here, we appreciate you coming on here and, and telling your story. Um, to to me, uh, you know, like like what what you were saying is is that it, it's. <laughs> It's kind of weird that the the position that you were in and having you were having to make a choice and that choice wasn't available to you so you actually committed a crime. You know what I mean? You it's I'm not saying it's bad that you committed a crime. I'm saying that it's bad that it was a crime. I'm it's bad that you had to actually do that to obtain the medicine that you need to feel better. Uh, and um, so we need to continue that. We need to continue that. Uh, people need to understand that that needs to be. Um, we, we've got to look at this as a medicine in the, across the world, not just in Oklahoma. Exactly. So, uh, I mean, exactly. this is this is medicine. It yes. really is medicine. And you can get high, too. Don't get me wrong. You can have some fun with some weed. But right, right. I mean, like, I'm not going to lie about been lying about it, but it, there's a time and a place for fun, and there's a time and a place for medicine. And it doesn't mean that the two can't intersect and still work out well together. Like that synergy, you know, the yeah. entourage effect, the putting it all together. And when you put it all together, you really can overall have a good outcome. Well, I'm gonna have some fun. I, I think fun is fun. Right. <laughs> you know, that's that's good quality of life to me. Right. Absolutely. I strive to have fun anyway. <laughs> sure. Yeah, right. Well, and I mean, you know, if if one of the side effects from this medicine is fun, then <laughs> you're going to have to come at me with a better argument than that. You know, because I mean, and and really, and and, you know, and seriously speaking, too, I mean, for someone just like yourself, Donna, I mean, say what you want about even if you want to talk about negative things about cannabis. But I mean, this wasn't this. I mean, part of it. Yes, you had medicated with it before, but you didn't have that other option. Your body was not accepting what the legal market was offering you for pain. Yeah. So again, and it touches back on what James said, this was something that you were kind of forced into being a criminal. You know, I would, I would like for our listeners so, yeah. to, to ask themselves, what would you do? What would you do if you were in that situation? I mean, would you really just sit back and, and, and just say, well, it's illegal. Right. Which most of us have done. And I'm not saying, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that anybody's any better. What I'm saying is, is that it is sickening to me that we have had to do this for this long. And, and, oh my gosh. Sure. Well, and, and especially too, not just for someone like Donna, but even with her other story that, you know, talk to a mom. Would you really sit there while your kid's suffering and not, I mean, you'd do anything for your kid. You know, you absolutely would. And there's stories of it every single day. We hear them all the time, all over the place. Um, But again, their hand is being forced, you know, to treat their kids with something that won't kill another part of their body, won't, you know, cripple a liver, cripple a kidney, you know. And that's the, I think, you know, when you had mentioned the dark side of it earlier, Donna, I think that kind of sometimes is the dark side that maybe you have se- you had seen on that side is yeah. long-term pharmaceutical use can lead to some bad, bad things. And I'm not saying it doesn't lead, you know, that it doesn't help people along the way, but 
I mean, 90% of the people die of inflammation and it comes from these pharmaceuticals that we're taking. And the one thing that this cannabis plant does better than anything is an anti-inflammatory. So to me, it's very, it's an intuitive choice to want to use something natural that would help with things that kill. Yeah, like a woman being, woman body, woman's body wants to be pregnant and enjoys being that way. That's that pregnancy people talk about. So our body needs cannabis for what it provides to our system, and so it's important to give it that. That's, I mean, it's you, you can't really put it any simpler. <laughs> I mean, I tell I tell people all the time. I mean, you have a circulatory system. Can you imagine how that would run without blood? Yeah. Right. So, I mean, you have an endocannabinoidal system, and I'm not saying that you have to have T. I mean, I love how that you pointed out earlier about CBD. It was the one of the first things that you talked about, and it's because there is a second side of this plant that is non-psychoactive and a ton of cannabinoids that are non-psychoactive. So anytime we're not, we're talking about cannabis, you know, that's the thing that I want to distinguish to listeners who may not be, you know, that may not use cannabis is anytime we're talking about cannabis, we're not always talking about THC and getting high. Yes. That's that's exactly right. A lot of medicating going on there that has nothing to do with it. Well, uh, the sad part of, of it is is that um, a lot of people that do um, believe that and, and, and a lot of people that are uh, in power, if you want to call it power, let's say authority or decision makers, whatever, um, they look at they, they will not listen to this show. Okay. Um, the majority of them will not, and they will not hear this message. Um, but I mean, if we can get this out in front of people and just keep, keep getting that message out in front of people and destigmatize, I would have to stop talking to people of authority that ask me questions like they, they, they're scared of this. Right. They're, they, they're like, wait, these people are, they're, I got asked a question the other day. I was like, can you, I can't believe that they're open uh, later than liquor stores. That dispose are. And I was like, oh, okay. And well, if you can't buy liquor, then why can you buy weed? And I said, do you understand what you're saying? And I had to sit there and literally explain it to them in a way that they would understand that that is completely different. But I can guarantee you that they went home and forgot everything that I said. Right. Right. They might have. It's a, it, it is an uphill battle. And, and I do sound negative. But the positive end is that we continue to do things like this. There are other shows out there that are promoting uh, not just Oklahoma people, but uh, you know, around the world. We've got to continue to do this. And so, right. you know. Well, and I mean, and, and I think Donna, a big part of it too, I love that, that you are in the medical world and you're, you, you talk to your patients about natural options. 
um, holistic procedures and things like that that I mean that they can incorporate with what, you know the pharmaceutical regimen that they have as well. Um, or why go have a now when you can do a natural gallbladder cleanse and it's able to clean out the sludge of the stones and you don't have to have a major surgery. I mean, there's all kinds of options that are available to treat people that don't include pharmaceuticals and somebody just has to tell them. It's just education is key. Yeah, right. And a, and a lot more kind to your body and just your your quality of life and right. just, and over time it just... You know, I sound like <laughs> sing-songy, but it really does make a difference, people. Right. Well, and like she said, I mean, it's it's. I mean, my thing more than anything with cannabis, a lot of the time mm-hmm. is long. One, we have an ECS, so I think it's something that we need in our system, kind of around the clock. But two, um, anytime I see someone young, when she's talking about her young adult patient or someone like that, you. Have have to think about someone medicating we're not talking about start medicating in their 70s mm-hmm. they start medicating with something that they started when they were 20 and they will literally take the rest of their life right. to feel somewhat okay and probably lily pad back and forth between other medicines that do similar things mm-hmm. but just continue to cripple other systems in their body and Cannabis doesn't do that. Yes. Cannabis right. promotes right. health in other yeah. systems in the body. So for me, it's, I know I'm always beating a dead horse, but one and one has to equal two to me, or you, you're you just talking French. You're so, so, much, you're, you're so much more elegant than I am. Right. Well, <laughs> you might be one of the only people that think that. But no, but I mean, honestly, Donna, I mean, I, I, I always try to take a minute in these shows to thank people for what they're doing, and I, I don't want to leave that out on you because I do appreciate everything that you're doing. I love that you pay it forward. I love that you're giving people options because options is what we talk about on here probably more than anything. And I love that you're from the medical world and you're talking about those natural options with your patients. Um, I don't think there's enough of that happening. I am very open to it. Everybody in the office is now open to it. The girls are like, oh, yeah, just talk to Donna. Don't be afraid to talk to her. And then my patients that have been my patients for years and years, the ones that have followed me for 20 years from office to office, you know, they're, they have a lot of trust in me. And so if I tell them to try something, they're going to try it. Like, they're willing to try it. So... And, and that's where that persistence to have the conversation that James was talking about, that right there is where it pays off. Because now you are that can of nurse. You talked about it and talked about it and talked about it, and now you are literally the reference to those people. You are a point of reference to those people. And let, and you said it early in the show, you said you were kind of glad that turnkey moment when people turned around and they were like, she wasn't just getting high. She didn't have any other options, and she was just trying to feel as good as we were all feeling. So now, because you were persistent, Donna, just like James was saying, you kept having those uncomfortable conversations. You kept telling people how it benefited you. Now you broke through, and it's helping other people. And people are spreading the word. Those are the moments that I live for in this community. Mm -hmm. So, again, thank you for doing that. I I love that you're spreading the word and spreading that message. Um, And thank you for all the hard work that you're doing and educating as well 
Well, thank you very much. Um, I appreciate the compliment. I just do it because I enjoy it and I truly want to help people. So my goal is to only get better and better over time and to spend more time doing this than traditional medicine. But there is still a place for that, but I want to move away from that over time and do a good combination of both. That's a good goal. I love it. And I want to point out one thing. You know, it sounds like um, to some people, uh, I've been asked if I'm pissed a lot, and I'm not. We talk about these things um, because we have a microphone, all right? And we continue to talk about these things in a firm way uh, because it's still illegal in the United States. Okay. Yeah, federal level. So that's why we keep doing this. I was asked by a friend the other day. I don't think anybody cares anymore. <laughs> Wrong. Yeah, you don't care. You don't care, but people do care. <laughs> and there, and so that's why. Okay. So I apologize if I come off as pissed. <laughs> <laughs> well. No, so on the legal thing really quick, I want to interject. You were talking about me risking myself. So this is kind of, I don't know, I don't want to be impolite or insensitive to, so if this comes up that way, I don't want it to sound that way. You say what you got to say. And from me, so, because I couldn't get any weed, and I called my friend Jennifer, and my girl, you buy pills up the street, give me some weed. So she's like, I got the perfect guy, <laughs> and we end up meeting, and then I end up getting divorced, and we still buy weed from each other. It wasn't because of him that I got divorced. That was a whole other issue. But then, of course, he's the weed man. We start hanging out. We get married, blah, blah, blah. So he's raised my kids since she was three. She's 17. So she has been to jail buying weed for me. Now, he's fine, too. But the time he went to jail... And the reason he's a felon because of weed were because of me. He was getting it for me, like he was going out of town for work. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't having anything. And I wasn't going to losing my office and losing my license and losing everything that I had worked my whole life for. But I didn't know what to do. So he took the risk. That's a, that's a good dude. Wow! Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, that's uh, that's that's crazy. Um, and again, I, like you know, like I said, it, it was just it's kind of the same thing that we were talking about. It's just that it was that stigma put him in jail. You know what I mean? But it was again something that you found to benefit so many people and yourself, and literally landed the person that you love in jail while he's yeah. just trying then- to protect you. Right. And in the end, we used it to get him off opiates and benzos. Well, wait, I thought it was a gateway drug. <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> it's a gateway to freedom. So, and, and, and again, so what put him in jail is what freed him from addiction? Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's... Yeah. No, there's still a reason, like James said, there's still a reason that we need to be talking about this, yeah, folks. There is. <laughs> right. People like you, people like me, and people like him, and the friends and people that I know, like Raina and Sammy and people, yes, that you guys know now, 
we are the people who are a true testament to it shouldn't be illegal and it's just used properly then it's going to be the greatest thing you'll ever have in your life that's right and there are millions there's <laughs> countless numbers of people right. and these and we very much appreciate you telling your journey and it's just it's amazing to me every time it, you know if I go into a dispensary or if even just having a conversation with someone um, how much this has changed people's lives it's just amazing right so anyway is there uh, anything else that you wanted to get into Josh no no like no said, politics no 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 no, no. <laughs> gonna stay out of that no thank you politics and religion so we shouldn't do conspiracy theories either <laughs> well no those are fun <laughs> hey Donna we're, we'll get along just fine you and I <laughs> alright well uh, I want to say uh, thank you very much Donna for, for coming on to the show and to our listeners if you feel that this podcast is something that would benefit others uh, please 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 consider the podcast possibility of changing someone's life that may be in need and please share our podcast this podcast is for the patient this podcast is for information purposes only and should not be considered medical advice thank you very 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 much for listening and we look forward to our next show and thank you donna for coming on yeah thank you so much donna for sharing your story thank you for having me it truly was an honor